Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fine edition of 151. My name is Adam, and this is a special side jobs edition of the show. Justin usually joins me, but believe it or not, he's actually a little under the weather right now. No, it is not the coronavirus, and it's not COVID-19. Uh, but we do wish Justin him the best. Does not have the Rona. No, he does not. And that voice you're hearing in the background, since this is a special side jobs edition, uh, joining me on the show tonight is my buddy Mike Reyes. Hey, Mike. Hey, Adam. I actually get to call you Adam on this show. I know. It's crazy, right? Uh, for those of you yeah. who uh, who don't know uh, or just aren't privy to the information, uh, Mike actually joins me on the uh, radio side of things uh, once a week to do uh, kind of a movie review thing. Although this, uh, this year has been mostly... Uh, movie news because of uh, the before mentioned COVID nineteen, the Rona. Yeah, the Rona. The Rona. But uh, we'll get to that here in a second. If uh, Mike will shut the f- up for two seconds, I'll do the intro and then we'll get going. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, this is one five one. We're sponsored by Skeleton Wine. You can find out more about them at skeletonwine.com or on their Facebook page at Skeleton uh, Vineyards. As for us, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151theshow. And we hope that you subscribe, like, follow, share, rate, and do all that cool stuff over on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube, and every other channel we are a part of. If you missed any of that information, you can head over to 151theshow.com or this station's website.com for all of the information. Like I said, Mike Reyes is joining me tonight. Uh, Mike joined me, uh, I believe it was last year. He's from uh, cinemablend.com. You can find him on uh, social media at Mr. Controversy 83. Uh, he knows a lot about movies and he's kind of a big deal because he works for Cinema Blend. So that's why he's with us. I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of a big deal. I'm, I'm still still getting there. You know, it's, I, I can't just command an interview and, and people will show up, but you know, I'm I'm doing okay. Who's the last person you interviewed? Let's start there. Oh, I think it was Bella Thorne. Really? No, no, it wasn't. No, Bella Thorne. No, yeah, it was because I went on vacation last week and I had two interviews on Monday. I got to talk with Douglas Wick, who's a producer uh, of such fine films as Gladiator and Hollow Man. Cool. And uh, in that uh, that evening, I got to talk to Bella Thorne because she has a new movie out in drive-ins and VOD right now called Infamous. Any good? It's okay. Uh, I will say that she gives a very strong performance in it, and it's very much Bonnie and Clyde for the Instagram age. <laughs> but I was amazed by the interview that we had had because she just was so much fun to talk to. Oh, that's and, like, cool. It's not like I was. Yeah, it's like it's not like I was expecting it to be bad or anything. But it's just with interviews, sometimes it can be pretty formal and polite. And oh, yes. Yeah, that's very good. That's a good point. It's like not a bad interview, but this was a little more, she was a little more of a firecracker when it came to the interview and she was very, very cool. That's good. It's always fun to get an interview where you, uh, where you can get a person to do that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Where it's not just, uh, Hey, ask your three questions and get the hell off the stage or get off the phone. But it's you can actually sit down, have a legit conversation with somebody, and get some real good information out of them. Oh yeah, no, that I've definitely found that the most times that I've had that happen are either through phone interviews because on the on the radio show we had talked about. Uh, I got to talk to Bill Pullman not yeah. too long ago. That was one of the best interviews I've ever had, and that was a phoner. Phoner, but like when you get either when you get someone really on, or you get like a double slot where you can talk to someone longer. 
those are those are the best for me because the, the first couple questions you you can warm up. Yeah. And it's not like the usual. Okay, you've got five minutes, which means we're going to record you for three and a half, and then we're going to cut you early, and then you're gonna you know you'll have some decent stuff, but it's not the same as you know sitting there for eight minutes. With uh, you know, with, with anyone. That's why you always ask, "Do you have a hard out?" Oh, you don't ask that. Oh, well, no, because usually they'll just tell us, like, "Okay, you just watch for the signal." Oh, wow! They'll have someone timing in the room, and then they'll have someone See, like. Okay. Yeah. Well, for radio, we usually have you know it'll be like a producer or something calls and they'll go, uh, "Hey, you know, I've got uh, you know Bella Thorne on the line." Okay. Cool. Uh, but you know, other ones, it's like, Hey, uh, like I did a, uh, interview with, uh, uh, Matt Nelson from Nelson the other day. Oh, I thought I saw that. Yeah. Which Matt is a great, great interview. But, uh, uh, I asked him, you know, at the beginning, it's like, Hey man, do you got a hard out? And he's like, uh, no, not really. I mean, I go, so three hours is cool. And he's like, no, it will not be three hours. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I, it was one of those days where I was on the phone with Matt Nelson from Nelson, the 80s band, 80s, 90s band, for an hour the other day. And we were just talking. I, no, I, I love when there isn't a hard out because even with phoners, they'll jump in and say, okay, we have time for one more question. Yep. Sometimes. But, in the, like, Bill Pullman was one of them. Uh, I got a couple people from that freeform show, Motherland, Fort Salem, on the phone. And it basically went without anyone interrupting it's like wow i've got all right i've asked all my questions even like the ones i didn't think i was going to get to so let's see what i what little what little extra juice can i get out yeah and then eventually it's just like oh okay the conversation is has taken its natural course this has been great thank you very much you know who the worst handler i've ever seen was no billy dean williams is that how you say it lando yeah so we were at comic-con me and a buddy uh, this was in Des Moines a couple years ago. This was before Star Wars stuff had come out. And Billy yeah. was there, right? And his handler... Come, and this isn't like an interview or anything like this. This is like legitimately in front of a crowd, okay? Uh, dude yeah. comes out, and he's got like this Sergeant Pepper's coat on, which was weird to begin with. And then um, he comes out on the stage, and before Billy comes out, he goes, and this is how he talked, Okay. We're not going to ask Billy any stupid questions about Star Wars, and we're not going to do this, and we're not going to ask dumb questions, and like just kind of treating the audience badly. Wow. It's like if Lando Calrissian is coming out on the stage, you better damn well bet I'm going to ask him about Star Wars, you know? Yeah, you're at a Comic-Con. People are going to want to ask about Star Wars. You're not at, like, a liquor convention where people are going to want to talk about, like, a Col his Colt 45 campaign or, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff that he would love to talk about, but you can't, even even if the man has had starred in every movie in the world, the fact still remains that you're at a Comic-Con, people yeah. are going to want to talk about Star Wars. I just, I'll, it's one of those moments I'll never forget because I'll never forget how that guy sounded and how he came off to the crowd because it was like, really? That's how you're going to start this? It almost sounded like a really bitchy character Paul Lind would have played. <laughs> it maybe, but uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what other thing from that Comic Con. Uh, William Shatner was also at that one, right? Oh boy! And I've told this story before on you know this and on the radio and stuff, but 
William Shatner is either the greatest storyteller of all time or the worst storyteller of all time, all right? Because if you take a story and go from, like, point A is the start and point Z is the ending, right? Yeah. Closest way to get there is just walk in a straight line, right? The way yeah. William Shatner tells a story is he starts at A, and he'll walk all the way around the house, outside the house. He'll go down to the gas station. He'll come back. He'll do this. He'll do this. He'll go back to the gas station, come back. And then all of a sudden, he's at Z, and the story wraps up. <laughs> all right? So it was the weirdest thing. I, at one point during his uh, Comic-Con thing, I lean over to Justin, who I do usually do the show with, and I go, what in the f*** is he talking about? And then magically the story wrapped up and it was perfect. Well, you know, the the man is, is a writer, so I wouldn't be surprised if that just... Yeah. You know, that, it, it's very uneven. And I guess that's kind of like, you know, you, man, you even look at his work. Like, the man wrote and directed Star Trek V and, you know, did series <laughs> novels and such. Oh, Justin and I hold Star Trek V in a very, very special, special light. And, by the way, uh, I apologize if anybody can hear the uh, kids screaming in the background. I'm assuming it is bedtime, and uh, the wife oh. is putting him to bed right now. All I can hear coming from the upstairs is just him wailing away, so... I apologize if anybody else hears that. Anyways, uh, this is a special side jobs edition of 151. My name is Adam. I'm being joined by uh, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com. Tonight, you can find him on social media at MrControversy83. As for us, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at 151theshow. And uh, we hope that you subscribe, like, and share, and do all that cool stuff to Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube. And I even uh, submitted us for TuneIn earlier today so we'll see what happens with that uh 151 theshow.com and this station's website.com for all the other information mike let's talk about movies um as we get back into it we had a nice little chat there but it, there there is a point to you being on tonight i thought it was just because you like my my uh company but you know i i do understand that you brought a movie guy on to talk about movies it's kind of after the chit chat's done this is where we got to go I was going to say, I I would imagine I do like you because I hand-carved you a magic wand. You did. You hand-carved two magic wands. Yes, and one mailed them to you. my lovely wife. During the time of corona, I send you a nice little get-well package, or a uh, just a happy package, I should call it. Yeah, and it was pretty damn awesome. So, anyways, uh, yes, I do like you, Mike. Uh, so, movie stuff, um, boy... Did you ever think that 2020 was going to be like this in regards to movies? Oh, man, no. I mean, let me tell you. Uh, I I won't reveal the movie that I was set up for, but r- literally right before everything shut down, business was still sort of going as usual, and I was set for my first big trip out of the country this year. Because you, you've taken a lot of trips to, like, England and stuff for movie premieres, correct? For like set visits and and uh, uh, junkets, yeah, no, not a premiere yet. I mean, hopefully at some point, but yeah, but I, yeah, this was going to be like the first big one for this year. And literally weeks before that, I was in New York doing the junket for the way back, and it's like cool, you know. The, you picture that first week before everything shut down. Okay, the way back's already out. Disney just dropped onward. Bloodshot and The Hunt were like two of the last movies that actually got wide releases before every all the major uh, theaters just basically shuttered. 
Yeah. So it was at a point where, like, okay, we're still looking at business as usual, and all of a sudden, boom, major theaters are closed, stuff's going to VOD, stuff's going to VOD early, and no one could imagine that we would be seeing movies premiere that way. I'm sure parents were still thinking they were going to bring their kids to see Scoob in a movie theater. I was just, I was thinking about that the other day because when all this stuff kind of came down, it was so fast. Because I remember, you know, the one that uh, I was kind of looking at was uh, like the uh, Big Ten and Big 12 tournaments. They got shut down. And then it was like, wow, is the NCAA tournament going to shut down? And then that's not happening. And then all of a sudden we're in lockdown and I've given, I've been given essential worker papers, you know? Yeah. Going back a year, I mean, when you looked ahead to 2020, what do you think would have been the big headline at this point? Like, what, like, how are you setting up for it, uh, the year to be? Uh, I know one of the things I was looking forward to the most was No Time to Die premiering in theaters because it's James Bond's, uh, it's Daniel Craig's final movie is James Bond. It's the 25th one in the series. That, that's kind of become one, it, it kind of became one of my big beats over at Cinema Blend, and now it officially has become one of my beats because we're starting to get people more into the groove of being experts in things that they're already interested in. And that was definitely one of the big ones I was looking forward to. I'm trying to think of what else was like. There was like so many big movies that were supposed to be happening this uh, this summer. I remember in 2019, everybody was looking so forward to Endgame coming out. Yeah. That was the end-all, be-all of movies, I, I think, for that. Or at least that's the one that was getting the most press, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was, that was the movie to beat last year. What was going to be the movie to beat in 2020? Was it the Bond movie or something else? See, I don't know what the movie to beat would have been, but already we're in a year where we were a week away from Mulan was already supposed to be out by now. Yeah. A week before that, like two, a week or two before that came out, it was postponed. Well, we were supposed to have Tenant earlier than, than we're getting it. Yeah. Uh, Pixar was already supposed to have a movie out by, another movie out by now, Soul, which has been pushed to the fall. You know, we're at a point right now where the big fixtures, we've gone so long without a new one. We have not had a new Marvel movie this year. Didn't we have that conversation that it, it might have been in Marvel's best interest to take a little breath? I think we did. And I still stand by that because you want to put something as big as Endgame out? I mean, it, it was already enough that you're, you're, you're shoehorning Spider-Man in as the end of the phase. Yeah. And that really felt like a, a movie that should begin a new phase. But now you, you, you had, like, Black Widow coming so quickly after she dies on camera. Did they do did Black Widow practice. come out yet? It was supposed to have been out on May 1st, and now it's pushed to November. Okay. <laughs> and who knows if that'll even stand. Yeah, that's kind of the other thing about this, because, you know, around here at least in Iowa, you know, you're starting to see uh, some movie theaters opening back up. Things are starting to loosen a little bit. I don't know. Are they still pretty much locked down where you are? For the most part, yeah. I, I don't know if there's any indie chains that are open right now, but I know... Like one of our indies by I think all of them are shuttered at this point because there's a there's an indie theater by me that every time we drive past it to go to the supermarket there's no posters up no lights on inside except for the uh, the freestyle machines and I still still the standee that says April 2020 for No Time to Die and it's like I want that standee as a collector. Uh. That is the way to do it. Uh, you were right about Mulan. Tenet was supposed to be out. 
which that one didn't get pushed very much. Its original release date was July 17th. But now there's a, a rumor that it might be pushing to August again. Oh, really? Which, see, that's an interesting thing because a lot of studios have had to play musical chairs with their schedule thanks to pushing certain movies away. Yeah. Uh, Disney pushed Mulan to July 24th. Which then pushed uh, they pushed Soul into November. They released Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus, and now a lot of studios are deciding what goes to VOD, what stays on the traditional schedule because you can only push so many movies into 2021. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of looking at some of this. Some of the ones that are unchanged: Coming to America, End of the Year, Dune, Top Gun, Maverick. well, that was originally supposed to be out in July, I think. Top Gun? Oh yeah, June twenty yeah. fourth. Yep. Yeah, oh, it would have been out yeah, yesterday. Was, oh man, we would have been we would have been in the middle of Top Gun Maverick fever <sighs> right now, and I was excited for that because I went to a cocktail party for that. Well, you know what else is interesting when we're talking about these po- postponements is uh, SpongeBob got moved to next year, and it's going to premium VOD. There's another SpongeBob movie coming out. Okay, so here's a fun story. <laughs> That movie was supposed to be out last year. Oh, it God. It around a couple times in 2019. It's like, you know what? 2020's our year. And then initially they're like, August. Then they're like, no, no, no. You know what? We're going to go February. No, wait. You know what? May. May is going to be it. Then COVID happens. And they're like, okay, we're going to push it to the end of July. Okay, no, we're going to go back to August now. Oh, wow. And finally, a couple days ago, they just said, you know what? I'm going to premium VOD, and then it's going to be a CBS All Access streaming debut. We're going to... We're going to melt your mind on this. We're actually going to go back and release it in 2018. <laughs> no, that's Christopher Nolan's strategy for for Tenet. Okay. I almost called it Inception, but... <laughs> it's probably the same damn movie. <laughs> well, apparently the two movies are very closely related. And that's that's been the huge pivot point for the year. That has been the film that everybody has basically looked at as the sticking post for sort of the North Star for where are we heading? Because for the longest time, Warner Brothers kept saying it's going to be the 17th. It's going to be July 17th. Yeah. We're not moving from... And then finally, a couple of weeks ago, it's like, okay, we're doing July 31st. And from what I understand, that was mostly because uh, Christopher Nolan really wanted to still keep the movie released in a, a, a sharpish frame from when it was originally supposed to be out. Like, apparently, the, this is all scuttlebutt from what I've heard. The studio apparently was okay with releasing the film later, and he really wanted to keep it as close to the original date as possible. So there's a plan there. There, for I, I don't know. I mean, for now there's a plan, but I don't know where it's going from this point because they're. I think they're going to watch the news very carefully, and from what's been in the news lately, I it, it's starting to look like we're going to get a later restart. It's going to be later in the year, potentially. Yeah, it's kind of and like everybody's kind of hinting around that we think round two's coming, but nobody wants to like throw it out there where 2020 can hear it because then 2020 will not only give us round two, but round four and 15. It's hard to get to round two when round one really hasn't ended. Yeah, so uh, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joining me on the line right now. This is 151, a special side jobs edition of the show. We'll have all of Mike's uh, information at the bottom of the page along with us as well. We are sponsored by Skeleton Wine. Find out more about them at their website, SkeletonWine.com, or on the Facebook page at Skeleton Vineyards. So, Mike, 
now that we've talked a little bit about some of the postponements and stuff, let's go down the road of this. And this is going to be maybe kind of hard or maybe it'll be super easy. I'm not really sure. Okay. Okay. Who's the big winner from all this situation with, uh, you know, all the delays and everything that's happened to uh, with uh, COVID-19 and who's the biggest loser? And if you say the people, I'm going to I'm going to drive to New Jersey and slap you. Getting back to the question, who are the big winners and losers? Because I can tell you one winner right now. It's okay. Disney. And I'll tell uh, you I'll tell you why, because that Artemis Fowl movie is the worst movie I've seen in a very long time. And to be able to luck out and just be like, you know what, we're just gonna throw that on uh, VOD, that's pretty lucky. Not when you consider they've lost over a billion. I think it's over a billion, or they lost quite a bit of money on the shutdown with theme parks and with home video with a uh, film. They had to rush onward onto premium VOD and DVD and Disney Plus. Like that's a side win. Eh, it's Disney money they're throwing around. And now they're delaying the park opening again. When I, now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but you know what? Like, Part of me thinks a, that's safe. A, you think that's fake? Safe. Safe. Oh, safe? Oh, no, that is safe. That yes. That is safe, that is sane. That no, is that's fake. Stuff. Fake news, Mike Reyes. Jeez. All right, so a big loser, I would say, we'll start with the losers. The big losers, honestly, are the movie theaters. Because yeah. a, you've seen reports of AMC was in heavy doubt that they would be able to operate past July without reopening. You've got... All the all three of these, and then any time a mo- major movie theater chain decides to make an, a, a decision on anything, the, it, it's going to go through the. If it's the wrong decision according to the internet, they're going to hear it. Yeah, they, they reverse course on not enforcing masks in their theaters, real like in almost the next day <sighs> after the internet basically said no. Why are you doing this? Yeah, and even in, with the the safety measures that they're putting in now. Like, you see this video of Cinemark with one of their ticket takers, you know, spraying down the seats. Some people are like, you know what, I, even in the safest conditions, I don't think I'm ready for this because I don't think I can watch a movie without thinking in the back of my mind I might get sick. Well, that's the thing about it. I mean, you think about it, and any time that there has been, and at least around here it seems like, any time they've been like, oh, hey, we're going to open something up, or there was just a story in the... uh, news today from around here that they've been doing uh, high school baseball at uh, one of the AAA parks in town because they can, you know, spread people out and all that. And oh, wow. Yeah, so they started doing it. Hey, everything's working real well, and then two games get canceled because staffers have COVID. You know, they did the uh, thing yeah. where, hey, we're going to allow college athletes to come back uh, to, uh, uh, to campus to start working out. Guess what? LSU's got 30-some people quarantine for covid k-state's in the same boat you know just all this stuff it seems like as soon as they open something back up or they're like hey we're gonna give it a go it gets shut down really fast yeah and one would think that we would have learned that from china when they reopened movie theaters earlier in the year and then shut them down really quickly i don't know man it just seems the the theater thing makes sense though because uh, let's face it uh production studios are going to be you know, they'll lose some money. Will they be fine? Probably. I, I don't see Warner Brothers going out of business anytime soon, right? Nah. And honestly, the, the big, that'll, that'll be towards the winners. 
because we'll get into that with the winners. But the whole thing with the losers is, I think, the big losers are the movie theaters for the sheer fact that they are, unfortunately, they are bleeding money. Yeah. And I, all I can say is, I've, I've told this, I've told you this time and again when we do the radio show, but the big thing theaters could be doing right now is those that have VOD programs. Yeah. Have, like AMC, for instance, has an on-demand library. They could have kept their paying subscribers pivoted. They could have pivoted their subscribers to that. And I would have still paid $25 a month if that meant I could watch older titles, a certain number of older titles, like even if they just kept it at the, the old benchmark where it's three yeah. titles a week. I would have watched three movies a week on their on demand. And especially if they were the one, they would include like Invisible Man or Bird the Prey, who went early. Or if they had Scoop, which debuted on there. Yeah. Like if they, if it was basically the same, it was probably because they need, they would have needed to renegotiate things with the studios because there's probably no existing uh, precedent for that. But if they could have made a deal with the studios, you could have kept that going and you would have had some sort of revenue stream coming in. And in a hat tip to the winners I'm going to talk about, what they could have done is I have a huge local AMC by me, the Hamilton 24. Yeah. They have a giant parking lot. If they really wanted to, they probably could have licensed old library titles like they're going to do to reopen the theaters. And they could have done drive-in shows and then had the concession stand working and they could have done curbside concessions. Yeah. Uh, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joining me on a special side jobs edition of 151. You can find out everything you need to know about us at 151theshow.com or this station's website.com. What's that? Guess what? What? Tenant just got pushed back again. Did it really? August 12th. Wow. Breaking news. Just came through. Warner Brothers is committed to bringing Tenet to audiences and theaters on the big screen when exhibitors are ready and public health officials say it's time, a Warner Brothers spokesperson said in a statement. This just came through from Variety. I like how I, I like the, the funny part about all this is that we're just taking guess. Yeah, we're going to push it back to uh, August 12th. That sound good to everybody? Yeah, sure. Let's do August 12th. Okay, August 12th. Well, they're trying. I see the whole thing is they don't want to come flat out flat out say, oh, we're, they don't want to move it too far for the sheer fact that if it looks like we're going into another slump without films, everybody's stocks are going to sink, yeah. know, especially the theaters. The theaters are really banking on all this stuff coming okay. soon. And they'll still be okay because they're going to have a whatchamacallit. They're probably going to have all those uh, old, older titles coming up. Yeah. That they, were already, they were already planning on opening with older movies to begin with for a couple of weeks. So they'll probably still do that now Here's your, and see how long it takes for people to feel safe before they come out to the movies again. Here's your old movie foreplay, baby. How's that? Get you nice and warmed up before we shove Tenet in your face. Oh, come on. They said Inception was getting... It was, Inception was supposed to be coming out in a 10th anniversary re-release oh. on July 10th to get everybody warmed up. And now that's been moved to July 31st. So it's not even the anniversary anymore. Anyways, uh, Mike, as we're uh, getting a little long on the tooth here, uh, the original question, you know, who's the loser? Who's the winner in this? I think the winners are... First winner, streaming services. And it's a funny thing you mentioned Warner Brothers because they kicked off HBO Max in the middle of all this. And guess what's going to HBO Max tomorrow? What's that? Goose. Is it really? And I'm going to watch 
Scoob on H. Yeah, they made. That was another thing that they did really quickly was they randomly announced a couple weeks ago, oh, by the way, Scoob's going to HBO Max June 26th. And I'm like, sold. I'm watching it now. All right, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com. Um, so the real winner, the losers are the, the uh, theaters. The winners are the uh, streaming services. Let me ask you and, this. And what? And the drive-in. And the drive Oh, yeah, that's a lost art that's coming back. There are so, all right, so there are pop-up drive-ins, which frankly, it's a cool idea, except for the sheer fact that there's limited, there's very limited capacity for the cars, and I know around by us in Jersey, you have to register ahead of time. Yeah, and there's they fill up quickly, and then there's one drive-in theater here where it's like same price as a movie theater, eleven dollars a person. If you want to bring your own food, it's twenty dollars for a food pass. How are the uh, hell are but, they gonna know? I know. But anyway, uh, the big that's another big winner because drive-ins are still operating. And another good big winner is indie movies because you've got movies like Infamous or IFC Midnight The Wretched still opening on drive-in screens, giving people the retro experience. And do you know what the number one movie was last week? What? Jurassic Park. Oh, really, was it? Jurassic Park topped the box office for the first time in, like, decades a a buddy of mine who lives out in new york he went and saw that at the drive he saw a double feature of jurassic park and jaws at the drive-in i want that i want that double feature i forget yeah i forget where he's at in new york uh but he's out that way and uh yeah he he had pictures up and everything so i want to i want to open the drive-in theater because even when it's safe this is something we should not have let go of and this is something that the movie theater, the movie exhibition industry really needs to keep in mind. There is a special courtship between people and the movies. And I have seen movie theaters go from, again, neon arcade games and really cool decor to looking like it was designed and built as a prefab Home Depot contraption. Yeah. I want fun I want excitement. I want premium formats. And in the case of drive-ins, I would love to every now and then go to a local drive-in and see a classic or see a new movie without having to drive an hour to South Jersey or drive an hour and a half up to New York. Because we only have one drive-in theater in Jersey. I think we have one. I think it's over in Newton. Uh, Truth be told, I don't know if I've ever been to a drive-in. I've been to, like, township pop-up ones like i remember going to see the avengers with friends and you know yeah there were no concessions it was free you just parked by the beach and like they and they have movies on the beach too where it's kind of like a drive-in that you just sit on the beach and watch the movies but you know that's something else that isn't happening because covid yeah and i just you just stand there as a drive-in theater owner and probably think well don't you feel sorry what if you were the drive-in uh, owner that shut it down like a month before Corona? I wouldn't be surprised if I would hope they're able to to get it back on short notice. Like you could probably contact your old staff and say, "Look, you got to come back." Yeah. Like unless they really couldn't pay f- to keep everything, they'd be like, "Okay, open it up, open it up, let's go." Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I I never would have. I, it makes complete sense. But I, if you would have asked me who the winner is during this whole thing, I wouldn't have gone drive uh, drive-ins. So, and and indie movies too, oh, indie theaters too, because we have one by uh, uh there's one in Jersey that I know of. Uh, they were doing a survey. They're like, look, we don't know when we're opening. Here are the things we're considering. 
we're considering when the state says we can open up, when we feel we can be safe for our patrons and our employees, and when we can just basically they have certain criteria. And they sent out a survey to their email members, and they're like, how do you how important is this to you? And it was everything from offering concessions to cashless transactions to would you rather do your tickets only online and no box office? Like they were asking a lot of really good questions. And then in the end they're like, Oh, leave some comments. And I was like, thank you for considering this. Yeah. You open up. We're there. I just, the, it's just, they being, are not for well, the, no, the, the, the whole thing, like me thinking about movies right now, the box office stuff doesn't bother me. The bathroom stuff doesn't bother me. The concessions don't bother me. It's the sitting in the room for two hours with someone who potentially had. I mean, that it's like, how do you counteract that part of it, you know? I know. It's ultimately the the worry. I mean, at this and... point, I mean, if one of the movie theaters, like a you know, like an AMC or something came up with like little privacy pods or something that they could retrofit a theater with, they'd probably make some money. Well, see, that's what I thought I heard Cinemark was going to do. Because when they announced they were going maskless, they I heard something about, or maybe I just misread this or something, but I heard there was mention of like having plexiglass dividers. Yeah, but you're still in the same room. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get that. The, the... And plus, <laughs> everyone wonders how the air is circulated in there and everything... That the, goes with that. The, every time I see the plexiglass divider, whether I'm going to a gas station or, you know, I've seen them at uh, the hardware store, I've seen them at the thing, I'm like, really? <laughs> That's your answer to this? Is a three-by-three three piece of plexiglass that's going to stop the coronavirus dead in its tracks? Okay. Well, yeah, but that plexiglass has a picture of Henry Cavill on it. Ah, the coronavirus protects Superman. Ah... <sighs> It means hope. <laughs> and on that note, Mike Reyes from CinemaBlend.com joins me uh, on a special Side Jobs edition of 151. Uh, my name is Adam. You can find out more about us at uh, 151theshow.com or on this station's website.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 151theshow. And we hope that you subscribe us uh, subscribe to us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, possibly tune in if that happens here in the near future. And uh, please rate us, follow us, share us, do all that. Uh, we'll have all of Mike's information at the bottom of the page. You can find him on social media at Mr. Controversy 83 or search for him on cinemablend.com. Mike, thank you so much, man. Adam, I am always glad to, to be on here. I'm always glad to talk to you. And I'm especially glad to know that you're staying safe. There you go. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the night. Don't forget, we're sponsored by Skeleton Wine. You can find out more about them on their website, SkeletonWine.com, or on their Facebook page at Skeleton Vineyards. All right, friends, this has been a special Side Jobs edition of 151. We'll see you next time.